Benefits of Christian Music, and Hope for My Foreverland. It's Rhyme and Reason 844. Hey there, Tony here. A little message for you, okay? Love, peace, and music, man. That's what I wish for you, man. Okay, now let's get down to business. I'm not smoking any halo tobacco, and it doesn't take some dope-smoking, long-haired hippie freak to talk about the finer parts of life. And while we're on the subject, that leads me right into some of the benefits of Christian music. And after you heard, if you heard the previous episode, this is episode 844, so episode 843, if you heard me talking on there, you wouldn't have thought that I would find benefits to Christian music. But that's not true. Just certain ones. Anyway, but the benefits of Christian music generally, even in the kind that I was lambasting yesterday, first, there's no cursing. Second, there's no sex. Third, there's no cursing. And fourth, did I mention, there's no sex. So those are the four big four benefits of Christian music, okay? But then another huge benefit of Christian music is that it's an indicator of your new character. Yeah, you're a character. Hopefully you're a new one. What's that you say? You're curious about the new character stuff? Well, good, because I was just getting to that, right? Paul, you remember him? That guy who claimed his own gospel? (gasps) What? He claimed his own? How could he do that? He wrote a letter to the Colossians, and there are different places where he's, he's claiming that gospel as his. It's just crazy, man. That ball was something else. And uh, in that letter to the Colossians, he described what you can see when a man or woman has a new character. Now, no, not a part in a movie. An actual compilation of who they, you, he, she, are, is, them. Sorry, I got too inclusive there for a second. But anyway, Paul said... The new man should and would follow this outline. And this is quoting Paul. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Ah, See, love and peace. Yes, thankfulness is in there too, but then Paul went and spend the tables when it came to music, because He had the audacity to say you should use music to instruct others and even get on to them. What? With music? Mm Mm-hmm. He actually said that more like this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Ooh, teaching and admonishing one another. That admonishing word, that doesn't sound like one of those friendly kind of peace, love, and joy words that you normally find, right? That's not exactly what you're going to hear in churches these days. So I don't think churches truly receive the true benefits of true Christian music. And yes, that's a lot of true based stuff, but for a reason, because what's trying to pass for praise and worship music these days are just repetitious cotton candy choruses. But when you try to give churches and the pupil inside more meaty music, they turn a deaf ear, mostly. And I speak from experience. 
No, I'm not bitter about it. I am sad about it. But I also won't be spinning any cotton candy, not anytime soon. So I pray the music I've composed and compiled over the years will be an indication of the treasures I've stored up in heaven. And if that is how it turns out, then I'll rejoice at the eternal benefits of my Christian music, because they'll be eternal. The benefits will be. And I'll do my best not to admonish anyone who turned a deaf ear. This is the humility side of praise and worship. This is a song called Consequential Servitude. God looked down on me He knew I was wrong Usurped my position I held for so long Yeah, he just took over Where my brain left off He knew it was risky He knew they'd all scoff Sometimes I'm so stupid And so often blind Trade reason for feelings Mistakes underlined And so again I behold the outer man through God's condescending attitude and I defer to the perfect architect and this consequential servitude He spirals his thoughts Through my barricade He knows I am feeble Yet hands me his blade He tells me to rise up From my phoenix blight He builds me a fortress Of conquering light When my clay is brittle And crumbles to sand I long to be buddy In my master's hand And then I can behold the inner man Through God's condescending attitude Because he chose me as his dwelling place I choose this con Consequential servitude There were no incantations No hallelujah chorus 
He just commanded his spirit, relinquished his position, succumbed to his detractors, withstood an inquisition, and then he died a death that was for us. God looked down on me, he knew I was wrong. Usurped my position I held for so long. Yeah, he just took over where my brain left off. He knew it was risky, he knew they'd all scar. When my clay is brittle and crumbles to sand, I long to be buddy in my master's hand. And then I can behold the inner man. Through God's condescending attitude Because he chose me as his dwelling place I choose this consequential servitude Yeah, that's where humility leads you can behold the inner man through God's condescending attitude. Because he chose me as his dwelling place, I choose this consequential servitude. It's a little bit deeper. Uh, it's in the vein of songs I wrote for quite a while where I wanted people to actually have to think about it. Maybe sometimes even come to their own conclusions in it, but oftentimes to make you really kind of turn it around and and twist it and squeeze a little bit more juice out of it instead of just singing a, a simple little verse and chorus and singing that over and over and repetitiously trying to get the message out. So this one is seeing yourself through God's condescending attitude. And here's the key. Only God can condescend. Men aspire to condescend, but, you know, somebody says, hey, don't talk to me in that condescending tone. Well, you shouldn't even say that to somebody. They don't have the ability to do that because they're not above you. They're a human being. The only one above you is God, your creator. So, and when he condescends, it means he comes down to our level and feels our pain and takes our punishment. That's what he did. He condescended to do that, to know what we experienced here and give us hope and give us the freedom and the hope that is eternal life. That's what he provided for us. So, we have this consequential servitude as a result, if we choose it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this more philosophical episode of Rhyme and Reason. And uh, this one's in the cans, the digital cans, as they say. Uh, as always, it's brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com. Go over there and get the Amen book. It's a book, song, song book journal 
that you can get. There are links to it there at TonyFunderberg.com. Look for those links to the Amen Songbook Journal, a book that has all the lyrics to all the songs on the compilation of, uh, it's called Amen. And there is an actual song on there called Amen with total lyrics of the song is the word Amen. So yeah, pretty interesting. Um, That's enough on that. Thank you so much again for tuning in. As always, this is Tony reminding you that life has rhyme and reason because God made you. Here's the rhyme and reason.